This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm here. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. There's a flag down at the line of scrimmage as the pass is to an open Travis Kelsey who flings it back over to Tony. My goodness. And I think it's coming back. Number 19, offense. The Rich Eisen Show. To take away greatness like that, I mean, let us play the game. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight podcast host, Chris Long. Coming up, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Man, we had two games yesterday that filled up all of our number one. (laughs) The Sunday night game in Dallas and then the game on CBS in Kansas City that led to it. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We didn't even touch on Otani making $700 million contract out of the Dodgers. We have two hours left in which to do exactly that. Chris Long of Greenlight Pod will be joining us shortly on the Rich Eisen Show to discuss everything that we discussed in hour number one and and whether or not uh, what we're about to hit right here before taking your phone calls is in fact the case. I still believe, despite seeing Dallas play the way that it is playing, and as I came on the show, Dak's playing his best football. McCarthy's coaching his best football, you could say, since his championship season with Rodgers, where they won in the, inside the Jones-Mahal, where Dallas is behind McCarthy's now won 15 straight football games. 15 in a row. Crazy. And um, despite the way the defense is balling out, and Stephon Gilmore is now playing defensive player of the year type stuff. I mean, a lot of those buttons that the Jones family and that staff pushed in the uh, non-playing season to get some players in, despite losing out on Shaq Leonard to Philadelphia, it's all working right now. It's all working right now. Despite all that, the San Francisco 49ers is still the best team in the NFL. I believe it to my core. I believe it uh, because I'm seeing it. And I'm sensing it. I think we all do, too. You know what? It's kind of wild that this team lost three in a row. Yeah. Okay. This team lost three in a row, and how the hell did that happen? They, they lost to P.J. Walker in Cleveland. I guess these things happen. Mistakes yeah, are made. Yeah, weird, weird games, weird losses happen, and, kind of for everybody. And Purdy actually led the team into winning position, and their uh, rookie kicker missed a, missed a field goal. Yep. Uh, which, you know. As you know, uh, Jake Moody uh, had not yet missed in Ohio. <laughs> Whew, that feels good to do <laughs> when no one's expecting it. Um, I guess we should always. And so it. this team has righted the ship. They came out of their bye week. They went into their bye week sitting on a three-game losing streak. That had to be a very long-ass week. <laughs> and they've won five in a row. They boat raced Jacksonville and Jacksonville. They took care of business against Tampa at home. They boat raced Seattle and Seattle on Thanksgiving night. I mean, they smoked Philadelphia in the game that they've been circling for damn near a calendar year. And then they had Seattle in their house yesterday and with Drew Locke in the house in a division opponent that is in desperate need of a win on a losing streak of their own in Seattle coming in. They uh, gave the 49ers a good shot. And the 49ers took the shot, absorbed the shot, and then just hit back just as hard. And this is after McCaffrey ran one on the first play from scrimmage for 72 yards when you think the good times are flowing. And and they pick off Purdy. I mean, those are the things that you need to have. But then Purdy still throws for a career high 368 with two scores. And... 
this is what would scare me more than anything else is that you had your shot to beat the Niners and they lost three times in a row. You had your shot at the Niners earlier on this season near Dallas and the Debo Samuel that we're seeing right now wasn't even there. This Debo Samuel that has finally arrived over the last five weeks is exactly the Debo Samuel that took over games and stole your soul with the most breathtaking yards after catch. I mean, this guy gets ahead of steam. He gone. He gets a crease. It's over. And he's running it in now. And he's throwing it. That's the guy who the Niners thought they were going to lose because he didn't want to ever come back to him again for whatever was going on. Remember that time where it was just like, yeah, I don't want to be a running back. Yeah. I'm not that guy. I want my career to last, so I'm not going to be your running back anymore. You know how you fix that? You get Christian McCaffrey. Poof. We're not asking Debo to run the ball as much anymore, are we? <laughs> Surprise. Are we? You get yourself the best in the game who can catch it and run it too. They got two of those guys, Debo and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, and Ayuk. Remember when he was in the doghouse? Yeah. Remember that? that? What happened and to Mc- that? And, and, and Kyle Shannon didn't I know what he's doing by putting Ayuk in the doghouse? You know who's now uh, barking? <laughs> that guy. Mm. And you know who we're not even talking about? Kittle. And the quarterback who can now dial it up for Kyle Shanahan. Waiting all this time. Like, forget. You don't, hear, you don't hear talk about Kirk Cousins anymore Kirk. going over there. They got that done. Trent Williams. How good is he? Every single time they run to the left with McCaffrey on either just a straight handoff or a toss. Use check coming through. Kittle may be coming through and Trent Williams coming through. You know what's coming through? McCaffrey for at least 20. Feels like it. Right? And then defensively, Fred Warner, you know, getting in people's faces too now. They did that without Armstead. They're uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, nominee. The video of the way that the guys um, talked about him. I'm getting goosebumps. That was viral. It's a video that went viral. Their teammates talking about Eric Armstead. And they got Chase Young now with Boso, who was lining up over the center. Get out of here. Can they lose? Of course. But now they are set up. They're set up. This team that had lost three in a row is entering the final month of the regular season, four weeks, set up. Because if you look at the standings right now, the two teams that are close to them, right in there with them, right in the same record, as they have in the NFC, in the race for the one seed, they have beaten. They have the tiebreak over the Cowboys. They have the tiebreak over the Eagles. And any thought and notion that the Lions would keep up pace, I think we are seeing, is not going to happen. The Lions can make the playoffs, make some hay. Absolutely. You don't want to mess with them. But right now, you can mess with them. And that's the problem, is that they are losing track of forget the one seed maybe the two and the Niners are seeing that and it's just like great and you look at their schedule the rest of the way as we had just shown man they've got coming into their house uh, is Baltimore on Christmas night circle that one because if you had to choose an AFC team that played as close to the brand of football that the Niners play it's it's them 
and visits to Arizona and Washington before the Rams visit their house. That could be a monster Week 18 game where the 49ers have an opportunity to stay sharp because they've already earned a bye and spit their last regular season breath at Sean McVay to keep him out of the tournament. I really love the way they're set up. They're the best team in football. And right now, Dallas has got to go there. The field of jeans, that's the way you want it. Mm. Well right, done. Let's go. Derek in Missouri, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Derek? Hey, Rex. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, I just want to say, uh, hello, Chris. What's happening? How are you this morning? Are you doing okay after last week? He's doing fine. Great. So we're still the second slot in the draft, so I'm good. He's good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Not Fair bad. Enough. I'm good. What's all on right. your mind, Derek? No. Well, I want to get into, of course, what happened yesterday in Kansas City. Okay. I mean, first of all, I mean, it's pretty obvious what we saw. Kadarius Tony was clearly lined up offside. And there is one thing that is uh, ruining this team right now. And if there's one thing to define Kadarius Tony is liability because he is costing this team so much right now that you, you see what is happening, and right now he is just making mistakes well, on and off the field. And the issue is, Derek, and thanks for the call, um, the issue is is you take him out, they can't afford to take him out. They can't afford it. It's well, not he's, like the, he's cost them two wins. I you, get can, it. you can take him out. You could, But you have – you have to have somebody take his place. It's not like it's the deepest room where everybody's going to just turn into a Chiefs-type wide receiver. If if they what, had somebody, what, what, they'd have already put him in. What are the positives that he's bringing to the table right he, now? Well, first of all, he's really... I mean, you see him. They ran, they ran the ball with him a couple times. He's versatile. He's fast. He is so good... At avoiding tackles too, like he can really move. He's got like that. And him doing he's something got like, boneheaded is that is that worth the risk? That's the issue. He's got like video game type ability, like you operated by a joystick. You remember when he was on the Giants and he, it, everyone thought like, here comes Odell two I guess he's just not trustworthy. And then the Giants are like, yeah, we 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 just can't we just can't have him around. Yeah. And Andy Reid's like, I'll fix him. And so far, he has not been able to to get his game clean enough where it hasn't roosted at the worst possible moment as it did yesterday. And again, I totally understand Chiefs fans are like, well, he asked for advice. Am I on sides? And, you know, and then they flag him for it. Or, you know, how many times are we going to see that? And here's just one last thing, and then we'll throw to, to Chris Long. We have seen 11 times this year. You heard that from Terry McCauley on NBC last night because NBC had their chief rules analyst on to have this conversation. He was on it, yeah. Uh, that there have been 11 instances this year of offensive offsides, and it is a rare penalty prior to this year. It has been an added uh, influence or uh, an added uh, a form of uh, focus this year. And the reason why the league is giving it that emphasis, as they use that term, added emphasis, going into this year, is because of, wait for it, the brotherly shove play. That if we're going to allow this play, they're going to be real sticklers about 
whether a team on offense is on sides. Because if we're if if these if these refs are now going to be looking at this rugby scrum, they're going to call offensive offsides as well. And guess who got called for it last night on that play? The Eagles. That's why it's now being called, and it's amazing that the team that the Chiefs beat in the Super Bowl last year and then lost to a couple weeks ago, that play added an emphasis on this type of call that came home to roost at the worst possible time. And and I know Mahomes is like, let them play. Do you think when the official threw the flag, he knew Kelsey would be wide open and then make one of the most heads up? of course spiral laterals in the history. I mean, that looked like the Jeter flip play. It was great. Jimmy Jimmy was safe, but that was and And Tony was Ah. offsides. (laughs) You know, and... He's not throwing the flag after the fact. Like, oh man, that was a cool play. Let me ruin it. I mean, it could have just been incomplete pass and now it's... But but it was the end result that got wiped out and it's not like they're not letting the guys play. It could have been, with all due respect, another drop pass. Yeah. And that's why I think, again, Mahomes is upset. Because he's not going to air out his receivers in that moment. He's going to air out the official. And I think he is. it broke him for the moment. Don't count him out, obviously, from here on out. I I hope Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid kind of walk back their post-game comments. I I know it was heat of the moment, and something like that happens immediately after a game. You're very fired up and you're emotional, but it it was obviously the right call, so I hope they kind of walk some of that back this week. It was the right call, but again, how often is it called more often than before? Can you let it go? Sure. My point is, again, they won a Super Bowl last year, not because of that flag on James Bradbury, on Juju Smith-Schuster. They were allowed to run out the clock with the lead in the Super Bowl, yeah. get the lead, and then run out the clock enough where the Eagles couldn't retort because of a flag that was a penalty, could have kept it in your pocket, in the same way as this moment for Tony. And I understand Mahomes is like, let us play. Because the best part for the NFL is to let that play stand. We're all talking about it. And let's see what Josh Allen could do. Last year, we never saw what Jalen Hurts could do, could we? What does Chris Long think about it? That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show on a very busy Monday. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. How about Romo calling uh, Taylor Swift Kelsey's wife? I don't know where that one was from. The quote Steve Mariucci, not yet. I think that's what um, Nance said, right? (laughs) You know? I mean, hey, look, if those kids want to chase love in that direction, do it. I've been in that before where you start a sentence and you, you're kind of cornered yourself. Yeah, and you're you're not, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, did Romo just forget the word girlfriend? Or yes. Wait a minute. Didn't want to. Didn't want to. Maybe Tony knows something we don't. That's what Nance oh, said. Even oh. Nance said. Taylor well, said, like, what do you think? Well, you said, Chris, we hard launched our relationship at a game. So they would been dating. Yeah, that's right. They were dating over the summer. So, I know. You know maybe, so, maybe. But I mean, no. I mean, Nance I is just know. like wants to get back to the play by play. He had to basically, you know something we don't? You got to understand, Tony knows what it's like to date a pop princess. He's been down that path. True. Well, don't, go, don't go to Jessica combo Simpson. on the bye week. So Dude, he, I remember all he that. Knows what, he knows what Travis is going through. <laughs> I remember this. I remember the Pro Bowl too. Like that's fun. Like that's true. He knows. Yeah, he's been there. Yeah, he brought Jessica Tony. Simpson to the Pro Bowl. I remember that. Amazing. And that was that was when uh, Sean Payton gave out Romo's room number in um, Whoa. breaking the huddle. That was dirty. Well, that is dirty. You can't do somebody like that. Well, that is what you do when you, because it was Romo, I believe it was his first Pro Bowl, and they're both Eastern Illinois guys. So he hazed him by giving out, like, on three, everybody on three, one, two, three, and then gave gave out his room number, which is. What a call, Romo Stradamos. When you do that, (laughs) when you do that, that means all the veterans in the Pro Bowl put their stuff on your room bill. And it put this on the Underhills bill. He had to, to like, change rooms or something. If we ever have Romo on, I got to ask him, how bad was the bill on that one? Tony, oh, uh, your room service bill is $30,000. By the way, five figures. Don't joke. For, for sure. Right? I try to keep my room number. That's what Rod Woodson told me when going to my never. first Pro Bowl. He goes, make sure you never, never. say your room number out loud. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by as our friend in his usual Monday spot is right here now from uh, the Green Light Pod. Our friend Chris Long back on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Chris? I'm I'm good. I'm good, Rich. How are you? I'm good, man. I, we I'm just wondering about the level of concern about the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you think right now? What do you got? What do you got? Medium, uh, not higher than my level of concern for Michigan, who hosts Bama. But um, <laughs> uh, and I think that's why 
That's why we got the okay that question last week because you're just a. But the Eagles, I'm concerned about them, dude. I am like it's medium concern. It's like it's like um, they're a good football team, but if that's your best over the last two weeks, it's going to be hard to get out of the NFC. I don't think there's anybody in the AFC that they can't beat, but you're kind of approaching a situation where you know San Francisco looks to be a better team and. The Cowboys look to be the type of team that you have to play a lot better than that to beat. I mean, when your best players are putting the ball on the ground in plus territory all night, it's uh, what do you want? What do you want to do? I mean, you're not going to beat that team. And then you've got probably, if not the worst, one of the worst third down defenses in the league. Um, and you're going against one of the best in the league. And I mean, it, nothing sums it up more than getting two penalties on the same play, both of them enforced. Uh, you know, like how many times do you see that uh, in the NFL? It happened to the Eagles uh, on a third down, I think, at the end of the first half. And they just couldn't get off the field and they couldn't stop the run. Like, I don't know, where where could we start with that defense right now? It's like that's not going to get it done. Well, how do you tighten the bolts on that uh, in the final four games of the season? Obviously, the Eagles are are a playoff team. We can at yeah, least. For uh, sure. And it's kind of crazy that we have to stipulate that to continue our yeah. conversation. But how do you go ahead in the final four weeks of a season and fix? Are they fixable problems, what you're seeing, Chris? Yeah, I mean, mm. what do you think, Rich? I mean, like, you're looking at the defensive pieces. Some of those pieces are the fix is the offense scoring 35 points. Mm. So, you know, like, it kind of is what it is. Like, and in, in Howie, who I think is brilliant, has left this door open with some of the personnel uh, resource allocation. I know Dean's hurt and that sort of thing, and they've had injuries at linebacker with Cunningham and, and all these guys, uh, and it's been like a revolving door outside since Maddox went down early in the season, but I, I, I don't know, man. I, I worry about the scheme on both sides of the ball, if I'm being dead dead honest, relative to last year, um, and I worry about the personnel on defense, and it puts the offense in a position where they have to be great. Now, last night, they were terrible putting the ball on the ground and that sort of thing, dropping footballs. Those guys will tell you that. Uh, they're probably pretty hard on themselves, but that's how they have to play if they're going to go on the road and beat Dallas in the playoffs. If they're going to have to beat San Francisco, they're going to have to score 35 points. Now, unless there's something I haven't seen yet from the defense, and and it could be, uh, and they will be in the playoffs, and they're going to have another chance to beat one of these two teams. I believe that, but you know, some of the personnel issues are pretty concerning. Well, I mean, let's just put it this way: uh, we're seeing Green Bay tonight, and uh, I think Green Bay could really give Philadelphia a game. To be straight up with you, if they wind up being the two seed, a three seed, I know the Lions no have definitely slipped. Um, you know, I, that's that's how far this level of play for Philadelphia has slipped. As I I mentioned, you know, earlier in the program, Chris. That that the 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 narrative from the Eagles went from a plucky team, if you can call yeah. that uh, an NFC champion that's defending its crown, plucky, but went from a plucky team to being a lucky team. That the issues that they were overcoming in the losses and the wins over the Chiefs and the Bills now might have just been masking the luck that they needed to win those games, including Dak stepping out of bounds in their first meeting with Dallas like that's now the narrative for I Philadelphia mean, you, you, I mean yeah you could say the same thing about any team in the NFC other than the Niners I don't think that I mean like the Cowboys 
they just started beating good teams. So, I mean, like, I want to give them a lot of credit. I would put Dak in the MVP race. I think they're a really good football team. But I do think the Eagles are kind of getting that 10, 10 and 1 start held against them, you know, coming off a of Super Bowl, which is really rare. Um, you know, I would have told you a month, two ago, they're not the same team as last year. I mean, they're having to win a lot of games close, and the offense doesn't look the same. Uh, I think Jalen looks a little uncomfortable at times, uh, but but I don't want to put it all on him. Guys got to catch the ball. Guys got to hold on to the ball, and they have to be able to run the ball. That game script sucks for them. You know, you can't go down there. They ran the ball well, but they had to get away from it. So I, I, I guess if you're trying to make them the Vikings from last year, which I've heard that's been like a trendy hot, hot take over the last two weeks, you're wrong. The Vikings lost to a team in the Giants who are like basement dwellers this year and, um, you know, won a million games with their luck, luck index through the roof and that sort of thing. Like the Eagles, the Eagles are a good football team. There just happen to be two that you could argue are better in the NFC right now. Chris Long, Greenlight podcast host here on the Rich Eisen show. Let's talk about Dallas. As I said mm-hmm. earlier in the program, this just feels different now. It really does. It feels yeah. different that this team truly can win it all. And that the issues that always seems to crop up with them, trouble punching down on opponents in the regular season, and then they get punched out in the postseason because they make mistakes. This team does just doesn't seem like that team to me. And I wonder what you're seeing right now. Well, I mean, we've been here a lot with them where we say, I mean, not maybe to this degree, because I think Dak's playing the best football of his career and he should be celebrated as as doing such because like, you know, I'm an Eagles fan and all that stuff. If I had one team I'm a fan of and that sort of thing, but I try to keep it pretty unbiased. The guy's playing really good football. He's playing better football than anybody in the division right now. I mean, like, you know, and that's kind of like down the stretch. That's what matters. And, and for Dak, um, and this offense without the run game being the feature, right? Like in the past, it was always, Hey, Dak, he's got this huge offensive line. The run game is rolling Zeke and then Tony and that whole group, Alfred Morris, while I was there, like they had a bunch of guys and it's not really how they're getting it done right now. It's the run game's a thing, but they're lethal in these conversion situations. Adding Brandon Cooks is huge. And then having a tight end that just feels like he dropped out of nowhere for, for me, like not as a Cowboys fan. Um, uh, and, and, and CD Lamb has heard people talk about like, yeah, he, he's borderline a number one. No, he's a number one. And, um, you can't help but be, I, I, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I'm, I'm happy for some of the guys there because they're, they, you know, Dak's a good dude. He takes a lot of you know what, and I think Tyron Smith has been quietly as good as anybody in the league. Like Tyron Smith was hurt for a while, now he looks like prime Tyron Smith. That's a real thing, and the defense is really good, but they can get gashed. I mean, that's going to be the problem for them. You know, if they got to win three, four shootouts to get to to win the whole thing, I don't feel good about that. And Dak, you know, he missed high a little bit last night. If I'm nitpicky. Better defenses might turn those things into into turnovers, and um, I think that's the thing you worry about with with Dallas is an untimely turnover down the stretch, and the defense making Dak score forty points like they did against the Seahawks to win. That's my concern with Dallas, if I have any. So San Francisco is in another class. That's what I was going to ask you: is that do you think the one seed is the ultimate decider? in the NFC or do you think that the Niners are just as good as ever and they can win wherever or do you think Dallas needs it Philadelphia needs it what do you what's your opinion on that subject matter 
Can, can the Eagles beat the the Niners? I mean, they'll tell you they played the worst game of their season against the Niners, but some of it had to do with who they were playing against. And, you know, will they get guys back at backer? Yeah. Could they turn those two field goals in the first quarter into touchdowns? That game plays out different. Could you have Dallas Goddard back? Sure. You talk about the gauntlet, but that team's better right now. And so I think the the big thing is to do everything you can to beat a team that's better than you, you need home field advantage. So these guys want San Francisco coming into their house, but I do think San Francisco is the best team in the NFC. If you're asking me, can they lose? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but look at Kyle Shanahan and everything that he's done. And, you know, Andy Reid's having trouble right now. Um, you know, um, you're talking about Bill going through what he's going through in New England. We should talk more about Shanahan. We were talking about it, me and the guys here, like as this generation's greatest young coach, I mean, like, uh, I know the if it's not for him, I don't have a ring where he threw the ball late in that game. But, <laughs> Good but, one, Chris. But, yes. but, but he, I, it's not a dig because I got no, so no. much respect for the guy. Sure. I mean, like the guy, the guy has done this with the quarterbacks that he's done this with, and now you could say he has a real guy. And so, like, are they better than they've ever been? Possibly, and that's scary because they've been in in the bowl before. They've been in the NFC Championship with consistency, and they've been throws away. They've been plays away. This is the best they've been, so take from that what you will. <laughs> Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's jump into the Chiefs and the Bills, sir. Yeah. And starting instead of what we have learned about the Bills and how in trouble are the Chiefs, we'll get to that in a second. Clearly the topic du jour is the offensive offsides called on Kadarius Tony wiping out what was a um, game of, of the century type finish, right? And also a uh, game leading remarkable lateral from Kelsey to Tony for an offside again offsides call. And then the Chiefs reaction to it. I what's your opinion on all of that, Chris? Well, you know, I feel bad for Patrick Mahomes because it, it yeah, I know his wide receivers don't hate him, but it sure looks that way sometimes. <laughs> uh because you're just like, dude, you listen, you go out at the trade deadline, you don't really make a big splash. You 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 don't you don't litter that room with talent over the last couple of years. Um I, I this kind of falls on on Brett Veach, man, and and Andy if he has a say in this thing, because you're wasting a year of prime Mahomes. Now, do I think they can figure it out? Yeah. I'm my legs are tired from standing on the table on the Chiefs, like I, I just have to believe that they can figure these things out. Um, and part of it has to do with getting the people off the field that are making mistakes. You're telling me, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, pick, pick some other guy from that room. He, Richie James couldn't catch that, that, uh, that throwback and run it into the end zone. He'd line up on side, on sides. You know, Kadarius Tony's costing two games this year now. Detroit, this one. That's the difference between Patrick Mahomes playing at home which is what he's done customarily his whole career in the playoffs and going on the road. And so, you know, like having these players sky more on the field late and this isn't personal, man, like, but this is a production business and, and I love Patrick Mahomes, even though he beat the Eagles last year in the Super Bowl. I know I'm not supposed to say this sort of thing, but I admire Patrick Mahomes and I admire what they built there. And I hate that they're wasting a run at it because of one room. And it's not just one room because the tackles haven't been as good this year. We worried about them coming in. The defense has had injuries, but you know, they're holding teams to around 20 points a game. I think they're an elite defense. I think they might be the best one in the league when they're playing an arrowhead. When you saw them in the second half, you know, uh, 
Buffalo comes out in 12 personnel because they get both tight ends back a lot in the first half. In the second half, they make those adjustments and they're kicking their butts, man, on defense. And, and it felt like an arrowhead playoff, you know, atmosphere. You know what I mean? And then at the end of the game, uh, they just get burnt by that same room in a different form. So like when people ask me, will the drops ever stop? Will the drops be the thing that keeps them out of the Super Bowl? I don't think the drops are going to keep them out of the Super Bowl necessarily, but it's the, it's all this stuff that they're doing wrong right now, the detail oriented stuff. And I don't understand if it's an Eric Bieniemy thing. I, I don't, cause it's not like last year they had the greatest show on turf and they scored 30 plus points in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? They had to outscore the Eagles with a group of guys out there. They still have those guys, but the guys aren't doing the little things right and it's burning them. So. What did you make of Mahomes and Reed calling out the officiating like that? Oh, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, you got to feel that way. I mean, even if you're just frustrated, you got to take it out on somebody. Last week, Patrick was like, hey, I, I don't mind that they let him play on that horrendous, you know, MVS DPI. Now, of course, I think also he knew that he, he kind of sold that, that, uh, that, late hit, that, uh, late hit on the sideline. Right. Uh huh. So I, I, I think he's in his head as a competitor. He's like, "Hey, we got one. They got one." But this week, you know, it feels like they just got jobbed. Now I'll have I haven't said that. I read Carl Cheffer's you know press transcript. Now although it's Carl Cheffer's and he's the guy who did the Chris Jones uh, rough in the passer last year on Monday Night Football. He's the guy that has it out with Travis Kelsey, and I think there's something there. Just the magnitude of Cheffers maybe keeping you from getting that one seed, like that really ticked them off. I think it maybe it was somebody else and they made that call. They'd be like, yeah, he's lined up over the football. You know, because on defense, when we were off sides, they'd give us a warning. But as I understand, these wide receivers customarily will go out and check, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't check as far as I saw. And um, you do get a warning unless you're like completely over the ball. And now you have a D Ford situation again just not in the playoffs. I mean, this one's going to be remembered for a long time. So, I mean, yeah, Cheffer's saying if it was an egregious alignment to where he was over the ball, whether he had warnings or not, it would still be a foul. And and so this was a, viewed as an egregious violation. Totally get that. But he said, you know, that the I guess they couldn't give him a heads up because he was hiding the football. He was so damn offsides. It's just but but again, it's just yeah. it's just like again as nobody would have noticed nobody would have noticed rich no i don't think anybody would have noticed but as i said at the beginning of the show just to be straight up you know is this a penalty absolutely could they have gone without calling it absolutely is that the yes. way that the 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 chiefs won the super bowl last year absolutely yeah. you know like yeah. it's the same it's the this same a construct of a conversation this, this one's a little more egregious than the the hold in the super bowl you think last so? year Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's lined up literally over the ball. I mean, this has been called 11 times this year. Defensive holding gets called all the time. There's there's a chance that that happens when you put yourself in that position. You know, that wasn't like, the, it wasn't a mugging, but, you know, he's using that player's body to catapult himself a little bit. I know some people disagree with me. I'm not going to be the guy that says the Eagles lost the Super Bowl because of that call. If anything, I'd get on the side of the Eagles lost the Super Bowl because that turf sucked, right? And <laughs> take away your one advantage. But... I totally get when you put yourself in that position as Kadarius Tony, and you should be more careful than that with your history. You line up over the ball like that, and you can't even see the ball. Like I, I feel like he was pretty square about that. Yeah, I'd give him a warning if he wasn't like his full head in the neutral zone, and that's the problem. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, okay, so did the Bill? Are the, have the Bills turned it around? Uh, I mean, they need they they needed this one bad, and we were saying this yesterday. 
during the game, are they the best team in the AFC right now? I like because mm-hmm. I don't see a team in the AFC that you know you want to say the Ravens. People are going to laud that you know their performance yesterday. I saw a team that's still working through some things offensively. Okay, you're going to say oh they scored thirty something points. Yeah, they punt return for a touchdown and two blown coverages. The deep balls are sprayed all over the place. I think they're still working on the Mark Andrews thing. Miami's still got to beat somebody good. You know, I might say Miami's the best team in the AFC if they just start beating good teams. Right. Uh, and then, and then you look at Kansas City, they're wounded. They're imperfect. Jacksonville. Um, I actually am not going to be that down on them. I actually feel better about the Jags yesterday after yesterday, Rich, because, because that's a tough place to play. How many people are scoring 30 points or close to it on the Browns at home? Mm-hmm. And Lawrence actually didn't look that bad. But I do think the Bills, if they slide in, nobody wants to play that team because the defense is starting to play a little bit better and, uh, they're starting to learn how to play with each other. Whereas a month ago, you know, it was like, oh man, all these new pieces. And, um, I think, I think Dorsey being gone was probably the right decision. Although McDermott tried to lose that game yesterday, the <laughs> clock management at the end of it was like insane, dude. Well, that's the whole point with Bills fans. And that, that was the, the issue all week long was, you know, the, the Ty Dunn written deep dive on McDermott and his, um, his personality and what's going on behind the scenes for the last several years and poor choice there, you poor know, choice, Sean. you know, I mean, good Lord. Um, and he apparently apologized for it then. And then he apologized for it again now. And then it's the, it's, it's how tidy is at the end of games and how the teams feel it, which is why the bills lose close ones and things of that nature. But Hey, they won it yesterday, which is why the, the headline of the, uh, the Buffalo news kind of, you know, um, hit it directly on the head. The headline was "Shake It Off," um, which is uh, a nice little nod. Uh, towards who, I know that who was uh, once again in the stands for uh, the boy who's karma on the Chiefs. You know, and oh so so, th- so they're they're kind of that's the whole thing is just like who are the who the hell are the Bills and and with you saying that it's a wide yeah, Josh o- Allen and but he's right he's as good as as good as Josh um, Allen plays yeah. that's how far as they can go that play on the sideline right tomorrow some of these QB runs yeah. when he is good there is nobody better when he is like when he is peak peak Josh Allen I don't know if there's a guy that that I mean Mahomes right but outside of that like yeah. I got to look I got to look real hard at at peak Josh Allen now it's the one pick he did throw one yesterday it's it's uh, some of these turnovers but they've been down since uh, Brady took over and I, I I really am bullish on them because now they got to they got to they they just can't afford to lose more than one game they still have Dallas and Miami if they go to Miami with everything on the line how do you not like them I mean, that's week 18, too. And then just, it's Chris Long, a couple more minutes left of the Greenlight uh, podcast. So, again, just the Dolphins tonight, you say, who have they really beaten, which is their narrative. And McDaniel knows that. Tonight, it's ten- Tennessee. They Again, it's another opponent that they should beat. And i got to be honest with you, after calling the Chiefs win over the Dolphins in Germany, I thought to myself, well, you know what? They're, here come the Chiefs again. And the Dolphins are going to have a tough time getting a better record than the Chiefs because that's a tiebreak Kansas City has over Miami for the one seed later on. And now going into tonight, they have an opportunity to have a two-game lead over Kansas City by beating Tennessee. And so that's where I'll, I'll, I'll kind of finish this conversation is 
the Chiefs, man, I mean, they they still have 15 and 87, right? And that defense, yeah. they still have that defense. But other than that, I mean, what what what's your level of concern for Kansas City? As concerned as I am about the Ravens or the Dolphins, or they're in that pack. Okay. You know, every you got to admit this because we we churn this machine, right? You yeah. and I were in the media, yes, sir, and we set the narratives in motion. Uh, if we didn't know anything about the Chiefs in the past, you'd be like, and you just took this year in a vacuum, you'd be like, this team's frisky. You know, the wide receivers aren't real good, but their quarterback, he can win just about any game. And that's the thing about them is they can beat anybody, but anybody can beat them. And that's the difference. And especially when you go on the road, like, am I concerned about their ability to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah, now like everybody else. Like, they're going to have to go on the road to win. I still would like them in a matchup with Miami. Uh, I'd have to look closer at the Baltimore matchup, but I don't think that, like, give me a team in the ACC that you don't think they have a chance against. In the AFC. In the ACC, they beat them all. But in the AFC, give me a team that you think, you know, more than eight, out, seven out of ten times beats the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I hear you. You got, I mean, you're asking the question. You got to answer this one. Give it to me one more time, Chris, because the guys is are too busy laughing that... in the studio for me to hear you. <laughs> is there is there one team in the AFC that you're like, yeah, that team's better. They're gonna it's a they're gonna beat the Chiefs most times they play them in the AFC neutral site neutral in, the AFC. in the AFC. Um, I I gotta be honest with you, right right now I, I take Miami. Okay. I, I take Miami. I really, I really would take Miami. It's a big leap. I, I, I get it. But Tyreek Hill um, has it out, and certainly the way that the game went down in, Ooh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in Germany, where Trent McDuffie, who the Chiefs used one of the draft picks they got from Miami to draft, yeah. strips the ball from Hill, and they score <laughs> what ended up being the the game winning, eventual difference making touchdown on yeah. defense. Uh, I bet you that sits really poorly with him. I expect a totally different game from him if they see him again. Absolutely. Uh, 100% I do. And on a neutral site, too? Not an arrowhead? I mean, I saw it in a neutral site. Well, Miami being at home, yeah. I'm just, I I, I don't know. I I think Miami would win it right now. Um, Yeah. But you you can't count them out. You can't count them out. I trust the QB. And that's, I trust the QB. I it's a weakness of but mine. But seeing them complain about the officiating is so jarring to me. Oh, and that's it, jarring. It's yeah. it, it's so unchiefs like. But um, <laughs> yeah, Chris, it's thanks. Sheffers. thanks. That's I know that's what they, they, they do not like him there. My God, do they not like him there? No barbecue for him. Uh, nope. Who's who's on All your right. pod? Who do you who's on your show? Oh man, I'm so day by day by day okay. by day we pray. You know what I mean. <laughs> Survive in advance with green point. light. Chris Long, yeah. right here on the Rich Johnson <laughs> right. Show. Thanks again, Chris. Take it easy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'm sure Mahomes' receivers like him, but sometimes it doesn't look that way. That's <laughs> <laughs> a point-blank way of putting it. All right, let's take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We have no more guests, folks. So basically, it's us. It's about us. And you know what the best thing about us is? Music going, Rich. I can't. It's okay. That's no, all right. You're Mike, you the were ready, though. That's I was, all I care I about. It's I just all I care I, about. I, I, I can just say it. The best, the best thing about us is is about us. The best thing about us, though, is it's about us. And then we'll be back. You're going to play that drop coming up. We'll be back. I'll be back. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we're still basking in the glow of Arnold Schwarzenegger appearing on this program last week, and we took Definitely. a photograph uh, that I think requires a breakdown. You know, we frequently break down photographs here. The yep, coaches yep, yep, yep. photograph at the owners' meeting, for instance. Uh, it is a staff-wide, if you will, photo uh, with Arnold, um, and very few people, as you know, Get shoulder on me. I mean, Rich, you got um, And Arnold got shoulder on both of us, but that's understandable. He's Arnold. And the other thing, too, is uh, Adam Chudwin on the left, our call screen. Yep. Um, w- was he standing on an Apple box? I mean, what's up with that? Did he have DeSantis boots on? Like, Because he's well, not that not, tall, no, right? Mike's not tall, he, though. He, I'm not so tall, though. He what happened? He's tall. But I guess next to Mike, he looks yeah, really I mean, tall. Mike, you look like one of those, like, yeah, the uh, shrinking men. Those shrinking old men. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, what I mean? what's up with that? Like, the he, other thing, too, is that he Adam, shrunk you. Adam Honey, a, I shrunk the Del Tufo. Yeah. Adam has a giant head. Yeah. Like, like okay. a giant. And yeah. I think he does. it really stands out, you know, because he's so Adam, much taller than Adam Mike. Is Adam 6'1? He's not 6'1. I think so. I think he's. What's his, What's our call screener's official height? I Adam, know. I know he's listening in the back. You can type it in. He can type it in. You can type in. Here we go. Here we go. It's typing in the oh, official man. height of Adam. Because how tall are you? I, I've shrunk. No question. You've right, shrunk. So, but but how, sure. tall shrunk. how tall are you? How tall are you? I'm thinking 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, You're 5'8"? Because that... I'm thinking I'm like 5'8". Is five, he 6'1"? Mike, Mike, in that photo, you TJ, like you're the five, tallest six. of them all. Now you went back row. How did you get back road? Yeah, well, how, where else was I going to go? Adam People says were six, one and TJ shoes. was in the back. They were mad. Six one and shoes. shoes. Six without. But I couldn't six I, one. Adam six one. What are you, Chris? I, I want to make wow. sure if you cropped Mad anyone out, that I'd still be in the picture. Oh, so get out of here! Next to Arnold, six on, on either good side. Day. That's also filtered back here on the Rich Eisen show. I need to be next to Arnold. Radio joining <laughs> us. Just looking at a photograph well, of the AI crew with Arnold. I'm going to you out of the photo, so it's just me and Arnold. No offense, when, you, when that goes on my Instagram picture, it's just going to be me and him. I'm just saying. Him telling the story about I'll be back instead of I'll come back or I will be back has been on our TikTok and Instagram feeds viewed I'll over be f- back. five million times. 
Jeez, Terminator yes. Two's been on the last few days too. Terminator Two has been on recently, uh, yep. and it is so, so freaking good. good. It is so good. And so that story, along with the other stories about Andre the Giant and Danny DeVito giving him a pot laced cigar, <laughs> Rich, can we just go um, and call it a blunt, a gigantic, a short, blunt. gigantic blunt, whatever, <laughs> and um, you know that I think all pales in comparison. To the story we can tell behind the scenes of him coming out and looking at our guest chairs oh, man, oh, man. and calling it the baby chair, the baby chair. and he refused to sit in the baby chair, and he dragged Brockman's yep. desk chair over. Yeah, he turned around and I like was like, chair. "I like that chair." And he just walks over and, and took yours, and d- just took it and started wheeling it across. I mean, it's a good twenty twenty-five feet, yeah, and just wheels it all yeah, the way it over spectacular. there. I was so That's the nervous. best story to tell. Amazing. Somebody's like, you, you, thought, you thought like he was joking. I did too. I, I, my first thing was I looked at you and you went, well, Arnold, what, you're being a comedy. And you're like, well, whatever you yeah, want. What and you, I'm like, oh, is course. he mad right now? He wanted, yeah. his, he wanted, well, he wanted to, to use the, one of the, the, yeah, the if we could show the, the shot. Stool? He wanted to use the we, table. Yeah, there he is. And you could see, you know, uh, is that RJ moving yeah, our yeah. guest chair? He was going to use the, I don't know if we'll be able to see it. That stool right there where you rest. It's a table. It's a table. He wanted to sit on that instead. And then once he sat that, he's like, yes, that's good. Yeah, this is yeah. a great chair. That's the chair. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm so great glad I pulled my phone out I mean, at that moment. Right. He said that he knows his own energy yeah. and that if he sits back where he's too low, low these com- chairs comfortable. are th- too comfortable. You call these baby chairs. The baby chair. That's a baby chair. Oh, my God. I only wish I would have recorded that part. I was, I was so stunned. I was right. like, oh, wait a minute. Let me get this. It was pretty stunning. <laughs> Terzo in Iowa. All oh, rise. Oh, Let's yeah. take your phone there call. What's up, Terzo? What's going on, brother? What's up? What's up, my dude? So I uh, I barely got back in the office last Friday to listen to that Arnold interview, and I'm happy I did. That that was so much fun. It was great. I'm really jealous of you guys being able to talk to him like that. It's so cool. You know, he's also uh, jealous the 14-year-old qu- version of me and TJ, you know? <laughs> I believe it. Um, uh, Rich, I do agree with you. One of My favorite movie is also The Running Man with him. Yeah. I love that movie. If I had to choose one, it would be that. And then I might I might go total recall or true lies after that. You know, that's a coin yep. flip. It's a coin flip. So Rich, I got a couple I got a couple things with, for you, so just bear with me for a second. Uh-huh. My ninety three year old grandma loves your guys' show. Oh, oh nice. loves Grandma Terza. And and, Nana Terza. and and Roku does a really good job to allow my grandma who has uh, muscular degeneration. So she talks blonde. does she talk into her remote? Cause that's what she talks into her. She talks into her yeah, remote fantastic. and pulls it up. She says, "TJ sounds extremely lovely." Mm-hmm. Oh, and thanks, Grandma. Terzo always always bet against Brockman. She's a very smart woman. And she's very smart. Um, I love grandmas. Uh, man. I had Bill's money line yesterday. Okay. So uh, oh, okay. And, and, and so, are you and, clapping and back so, at Turbo's uh, gra- no, no, Turzo's no, grandmother? No, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, she'll, dude, dude, she'll, she'll still be able to find you, bro. I would not. I would not. I would yeah. not want to put that scorn, that, that scorn for Margaret Ann, man. I would leave that alone. Margaret Ann, um, I'm giving them a tumbo way finger wag at Brockman right now. Okay. Shout out to Miss Margaret dude, Ann. Uh, but she, uh, there's something going on with the app right now to where she can't pull up your previous episodes because I told her about how funny Friday's episode with no. Arnold was. Okay, well we'll figure and it out. So, and just to give just to give you guys a heads up. Um, TJ, hey man, thanks for you guys pulling off a big victory, man. That was a, that was a good win by you guys, uh, securing the number one spot for us right now. I love my team. I I'm extremely excited, and these playoffs uh, can't come fast enough because we have there's so much up in the air. 
this is going to be one of the, I think, best playoffs that we've we've probably seen in a long time. I agree. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you because, and thanks to the call, Terzo, and say hi to, to, you guys. to Nana Terzo, Grandma Terzo. I sound lovely. I love that. You do. But you, you do. You knew that already. Thank you, Grandma. Honestly, so wide open, right? Niners can win it. Cowboys can win it. Eagles can win it. Um, Anyone Ravens can win it. Chiefs can win it. it? Bills Miami, can win it. Bills can Miami win it. can win it. Dolphins. Jaguars can win it. Well, Jets can win it. Uh, I don't know about that one, Rich. Jaguars can win it. <laughs> Come on, Rich. Not what I saw yesterday. Yeah. Well, get Christian Kirk back in there. They're not. They're not at full strength. We're talking full strength. Okay. All right. Let's get. Let's get glass half full here. I was just happy that we were right about Trevor Lawrence. And the, just from the our Browns. What are the Browns Washington. doing? They put yeah. Joe Flacco on the. So, so on the, hold on. Just I shouldn't bring it up with you know with only oh, forty yeah. seconds to go here, but we'll talk about it in hour number three. They put him on the practice squad again which leads me to believe they needed to do that for some sort of rostering he's not going to go anywhere but it's a procedural move that i yeah. think is done commonplace with practice well it's the players. same way that they the patriots were messing around yeah. with zappy and, yeah. and cunningham and good yeah. thing they got zappy back is he on a 10 day or that went my 10 day no, 10 day that's a yeah, differently <laughs> nba what am i talking about so hour number three more of your phone calls um other things i want to hit um is what's going on with the browns definitely need to talk otani Right. Yeah. Oh, um, Zach Wilson being back, we can <laughs> yeah. hit that. Right. We can hit that a little bit. Are and I, I'm going to go deep into the toughest, deepest waters we've been in in the last week. Really? I can't. I won't go into. It's. I'm going to go back in it. I'm going to go cannonball and back into it. Uh-oh. And it's. I wouldn't miss Uh-oh. it. That's coming up Uh-oh. in hour number three. Coming up. Cannonball. So what? You think there's a dozen teams that could win the whole thing? There's not. <laughs> Um. Why not? Going on. Honestly, at this point, I actually in, think there's only one. Excuse me. <laughs> at this point, in, at this point in 2007, who was saying the Giants can win it all? Nobody. True. That's a good point. This point in 2011, who was saying the Giants can win it all? Nobody. But there's really only. There, it seems like there's only one good team, and then everyone else is like, okay, okay. I don't know who we're getting uh, well, today. How could you not call Dallas one of the good teams? Because I'm assuming you're talking to the Niners. Dallas looks terrific, and they are terrific. You need a pass rush. You need a quarterback. You need do. a passing yeah, game. You need it. a coach dialed in. You need a kicker. They're all of them. By the way, field. special teams. Come on, dog. Brian Anger, they, they basically told him, take the month off. He hasn't punted in forever. <laughs> he thought to himself, I'm going out there, and he turned into Brock Osweiler, thinking he's getting in the game, and the Peyton Manning of kickers, Brandon Aubrey comes out, and he boots one from the middle of the star 60 yards, and he kicked a 59-yarder. So they got the special teams wrapped up, too. But then Dak had a fumble six. Okay. Like, uh, All right. Well, nobody's perfect. Honestly, Brock Purdy got picked but, off. But you, you need, that game wasn't that you game. Need to be perfect to win the Super Bowl. Hey, yep. That game was 10-7 yeah, in, the Super Bowl. in San Francisco. And the, the, the Seahawks were, were going, you know, toe for toe. And then all of a sudden, Debo changes it. See ya. Yeah, see the Niners also beat them by 40. Like. Yeah, but last last night the oh, Seattle was with the Cowboys. That yeah, that, that's a different team now. Okay, different team. Result might not be different. The score might be.